Awesome job, awesome job. One more time for those guys. Are they not great? Well, today is a, a wonderful day for us, and it's the blessing of our uh, back-to-school blessing with our children, our teachers, our leaders, anybody who has anything to do with our children, uh, and anybody who has anything to do with our school systems and higher uh, institutions of higher learning, vocational schools, any of those things. And, and uh, it's a special service because it allows us to live out our life's purpose uh, as a church, as a body. It allows us to be a family. It allows us to be a blessing. It allows us to pronounce blessing. And it allows us to do something that was lost. And uh, in the Old Testament, there was a blessing, a spiritual blessing that was always imparted. And somehow, in the last few thousand years, a translation has turned into blessing just being material, not as much as, as, as physical and, 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 and spiritual. And so what happens is we just look at, oh, I'm blessed because I have this, 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 and that. Well, I want us to look at our spiritual blessings. You're blessed because you have this family that is readily available who's praying for you, not just today, no, 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 but all the time. And so you and I get a chance to, to, to actually live out that, that gospel. We said we want to be a city within a city reaching our city with the life-changing message of Jesus Christ, one life at a time. And we do that by showing the whole world that it's all about Jesus, it's always been about Jesus, and it's always going to be about Jesus. So, so we do that by the way we live, by the way we talk, by the way we walk, and it allows our children to see that, that we are here, and we are now, and we are available to them. And it helps them to see their family so much bigger than just their, 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 their natural family. Our family is worldwide. We're, our, our, our family is universal. And, and that's what we need to communicate so that they know that we're here for them. And this allows us to do that. It kind of reminds me of a story of a, 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 a little girl. She's about four years old and she was afraid of thunderstorms. Anybody ever been afraid of thunderstorms? Anybody still afraid of thunderstorms? There are still some people. Uh, we were in the Walmart the other day, and that storm was so bad, we stayed in the Walmart. And that lightning hit right in front of the door. It was scary. We were like, we're just going to lap Walmart until this thing's over, you know? But it reminds me of a little, uh, little girl. Thunderstorms happening, big boom, and she goes running down the hallway screaming. She's looking for her mom and dad, and uh, she bursts through their door, and she jumps into their bed, and she's like, uh, help me, help me, help me, protect me, protect me, protect me. And of course, the, the dad and the, and the mom always do what they do. Come on in. You can just stay in here with us. Now, there was a time that after a while, the parents were like, oh, God, this kid's in the bed. Now there's a time later on in life, I wish that my kid would come and hang out with me, right? And so you have this, this, this conundrum. But anyway, she said, uh, of course, the dad does what the dad always does. He's going to do the calming. He says, listen, there's nothing to be afraid of. I'm right here. And then he also says, there's nothing to be afraid of. Jesus is here and he'll protect you. So you can just go right on back to your bed, right? And the little girl reasoning in her mind said, you know, she, Daddy just said he was there, right? And then she said, go back to your room and the Lord will protect you. And she said, Daddy, I know the Lord will protect me, but sometimes I need people with skin on. 
you know. (laughs) I know the Lord's there, but I like Him right here, and He's here with us, you know. And I think sometimes that's what you and I need, is we need someone with skin on. And Jesus has called you and I to be Jesus with skin on in our community, in our world, to our children, to our spouses, to our families. Wherever we are, Jesus, we've been called to be the hands and feet of Jesus. That's why we say a blessing isn't just about a a location. Man, we have this beautiful family, but at the same time, how, how selfish and jealous would it be for us just to stay here and be blessed? We were not blessed just to be blessed. We're blessed to be a blessing. And so we have to pour that blessing out. We've got to go and be Jesus with skin on. That's why we're going to CareFest. CareFest is an opportunity for us to get up out of these seats and go to people who cannot help themselves and demonstrate the love of Jesus or go to people who just need a little bit of extra help. They are helping themselves and they need a hand up. You and I get to do that, but we can't do that here. We do that by going. The same way with the revival. There are 65% of the people in Pinellas County don't go to church. So if they don't go to church, the church has to go to them. So guess where we're going to be? Six nights, and we just added another location. Now it's eight locations, 56 times the gospel is going to be preached, or 48 times the gospel is going to be preached all over the city. But if if they won't go, we have to go. And so God has called us to be, sometimes it's important for us to be able to go. And what's our message? The message that we're coming is God is blessing you. God has already blessed you because even in the midst of trial, even in the midst of worry and concern and all the things that we're going through, even in the midst of that, people say, when's God going to do something? And we get to tell them he already has. He sent his son Jesus. And as I have preached just my breath out, there will be no social reform without spiritual renewal and the only way spiritual renewal will come to our city our world and individuals is if we preach the good news of jesus christ that jesus christ saves sinners of whom we are the worst we explain to them that god is with us the bible says you know how the little girl said i need someone with skin on God knew that, and so John 1, 14, and the Word became flesh and made His dwelling among men. God knew we needed someone with skin on, so He sent us Jesus. And then Jesus came, lived a perfect life, because you and I can't be perfect, but we're being what? And that's where you and I have got to learn to forgive one another, love one another, encourage one another, and be Jesus with skin on when you need to forgive each other, when you need to love each other, when you need to be gracious to one another, when you need to go. We're the ones. And we communicate the message that it doesn't matter how bad you've been, I want to tell you how good God is. See, that's the message that we come to. We were powerless, we were hopeless, we were helpless, and then Jesus showed up. He came and defeated our greatest enemy. Satan, sin, and death have been destroyed, vanquished at the cross. The cross of Christ is where our sins were washed away. The resurrection is where death was defeated. And you and I, we walk free. 
But we got to carry that message. Somebody needs to go. And the Bible asks this question. It says it in Romans. You can read it yourself. It says, how will they know unless they're told? And how will they be told unless someone go? How lovely are the feet of those who bring good news. Announcing peace. Proclaiming news of happiness that our God reigns. So we have to go the same way that little girl wanted a protector, the same way this city needs a protector, a savior. His name is Jesus. And you and I get to carry that message. So when we look, the first thing I want you to see today is God is a source of all blessings. It doesn't matter what blessing you have, spiritual, material, physical, financial, you name it, God's the source of it. He's the source of all blessing. And this is what he says, I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and listen to this, and you will be a blessing. I didn't make up the blessed to be a blessing. It's not a fancy little, quick little idea, core value. This is Bible. All of our core values come from the Bible. Right? And so God didn't say, I'm going to bless you, you're going to be great, and then you're just going to be blessed. He said, I blessed you to be what? A blessing. God has called us to be a blessing. Do you know why the Dead Sea is dead? Because nothing flows out of it. Only stuff flows in. And I can tell you, that can really wreck things, including a church. Let me explain something. My wife and I have this beautiful place that we love to go in North Carolina. It's called Fires Creek. And it's this beautiful rock bottom creek and it's ice cold and it's so refreshing, especially in the, in the summertime. And it's almost like God carved out a pool for me and a, 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 a below ground pool. It's right there. It goes about five feet deep and you can walk right into there and it's fresh water and it's beautiful. It is pristine. You walk down this trail and you go to this little place, you can climb on this big rock. It's amazing. Well, we have been enjoying that for four or five years. And this time we went up to Fires Creek. And when we got there, we, the pool you have to cross to get to the other pool, it was stagnant. There was all this uck and gunk and green and it was nasty. It was really, it was like, oh, nobody wants to put their foot in that. And we looked and we were like, oh, honey, this beautiful place has been ruined. It's all stagnant and nasty. And so then we realized, wait, it's because someone built a dam. And they dammed it up so nothing can flow out of it. So this beautiful, pristine little place has now been stagnant because nothing flows out of it. And let me tell you, this beautiful, pristine place that God has given us called City on a Hill Church, if we dam it up... It's going to be stagnant and not anybody's going to want to put their foot in here, including me and you. No matter how beautiful it was. See, we didn't want to put our feet in that nasty water. The same way no one's going to want to put their feet in a place that's stagnant. So what do we do? We decide we can leave it that way or we can do something about it. Ew. Icky. It's going to require a little bit of dirt. It's going to require getting some gunk on us. But you know what we did? We got down into that nasty little puddle and we started moving the rocks because first off, people broke the rules because it says you shouldn't move the rocks because it interrupts the environment. You should leave it the way it is because it was, it's flowing that way because God made it that way. 
So we get there and we start moving these rocks. And, and, and as we start moving the rocks, water starts to flow. And it starts to roll that stagnation away. And so then we just left it alone and we went around and we went to our nice little area. And we went swimming there and we relaxed and we sat on the rocks. About an hour, two hours go by. We go to walk back out and as we go to leave, we notice that our beautiful little space has been restored. All the stagnation has been washed away and now it's flowing the way it was made to flow. And it's just as beautiful as it was intended to be. But somebody had to be willing to be the blessing. Somebody had to be willing to get their hands dirty. Somebody had to be willing to move rocks. And all I'm saying is CareFest is a chance for you to move rocks. All I'm saying is the revival is a chance for you to move rocks. All I'm saying is praying for your kids before they go to school is a chance to move rocks. All I'm saying is praying for your families is a chance to move rocks. And all I'm saying is serving in our fellowship is a chance to move rocks. Because if we don't, it's going to get stagnant and even you won't want to set your feet in here. That's just the truth. So God is the source of blessing. But what if people don't like me? What if people treat me a certain way? Now can I beat them in the face now? Can I be angry with them now? Can I be just as nasty as they are? Well, I'm glad you asked. The scripture actually addresses that. Because it says, I will bless you. And I will bless those who bless you. And whoever curses you, what? Did it say you will curse? Did it say you're supposed to respond the way that they respond? No, no, no. It said, I, that's God's business. God said, I'll bless you, and, I, and whoever blesses you, I'm going to bless them. You know why? Because they're being a blessing. And if they curse you, I'll take care of them. I'll handle it. I'll deal with them. And all peoples of the earth will be blessed through you. Amen. See, that's, that's what we need to understand. God has called us to be a blessing. God has called us to step up and make a difference to defeat stagnation and make sure that we're flowing and you and I've got to not worry about how they respond so what maybe somebody won't like the revival maybe somebody will get a little nasty that we're down there making uh, noise for Jesus who cares it ain't gonna shut us up Amen. and you know whose problem it is it's God's God's gonna deal with it and it's their problem because you know what happens when when you got to deal with God Ain't nothing good happening. I don't want to fight with him. I saw he always wins. He's undefeated. And I'm not going to be the first one to add anything, an L to his column because that's impossible. So I'm just going to take a W and stick with him. So when we look at this, look at what Jeremiah says. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Then you'll call upon me. And come and pray to me and I'll listen to you. If you seek me and, uh, and find me when you seek me with all your heart. It says you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. See there's a promise in there. But God also says I have a plan for you. I have a goal for you. I ha my original plan is to bless you to be a blessing. And then if you choose not to do that. Then you're going to have some issues that you're going to have to deal with. But ultimately, keeping in mind that Jeremiah is speaking, and as he's speaking, these people are in captivity because of their disobedience, because they had grown stagnant. And he says, I want to bless you. 
I want to prosper you. I don't want to harm you. I want to bring good into your life. I, I want you to call upon me. I want you to come to me. I want you to pray to me. And I want you to know I'll listen to you because if you seek me, you'll find me when you seek me with all your heart. But you and I have got to be willing to do that. You can't be living in Babylon mad at God. Amen. Guess who got you to Babylon? You. Amen. The only good news is God said, I'll deliver you even out of Babylon. I'll curse those who curse you. I'll take care of that. But you've got to seek me and find me. Come to me. Pray to me. And that's why you and I are doing what we're doing right now. Blessing people. Praying for people. Encouraging people recognizing that you and I were blessed to be a blessing. That's number two. We've been blessed to be a blessing. Look at what it says. Do everything. Everybody say everything. everything. Without complaining or arguing. Woo! So at September, don't you dare tell me it's hot. I will have big fans, but I'm just going to tell you to get in front of that fan and be quiet while you're there. Don't tell me. But it's hot in Florida in September. Hell's hotter. Somebody's got to do something about it, right? No arguing, no fighting. Look at this. So that you may become blameless and pure children of God without fault. In a, in, what? In a crooked and depraved generation. Look at what it says you and I will do. We will shine like the stars in the universe. That's what God has called us to. But you can't shine when you're busy bumping your gums about it being hot. Or, oh, why is he asking me to serve six days and only so-and-so only serves one? And Forget all that. Serve because God has called you to. You don't have to. You get to. And he blessed you to be a blessing. That's the opportunity that you and I have. We have to go. We have to shine like stars. We're a city on a hill. Now, my young people, my middle schoolers, my high schoolers, my college uh, career, my vocational people, God is going to send you someplace. When He sends you, He expects you to be a city on a hill. He has blessed you. Look, He has blessed you so that you'll be a blessing to all peoples. He has blessed you so that you'll pour out your blessing upon them so that you won't become stagnant in your faith because the same way a church can become stagnant is the same way you and I can become stagnant. If you're wondering why you've been feeling a little yucky inside, I suggest you check the dam and see if it's time to move some rocks. I'm just saying. You got to put your hands in the water. It's yucky. It's a messy business. Thank God he put his hands in our water. Amen. Amen. Now, as, as that happens, I'm calling John up right now. I'm going to call up our, uh, our um, other directors. I'm going to call up my wife. I'm going to call up our trustees and elders. And as they come up today, we're going to bless our middle schoolers. And we're going to bless our high schoolers. I'm going to call them up in a minute, but before we get to that, I want to let our trustees, you guys come up. I want, my, I want those people on stage first. But before we get to that, what I want to do is I want to give you an opportunity to be a blessing. I want to give you an opportunity to, to, to be a blessing to God. You see, you have one thing, one thing that God wants that He doesn't have unless He already has it, and that's your heart. You see, it's a choice. You can be a blessing to God. You see, what do you give to the God who has everything? The only thing He's ever wanted, you. And then you can live the life I just talked about. 
So before we go any further in our service, I want to give you an opportunity to give God that gift. And it'll be the gift that keeps on giving. Would you please bow your heads? Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, you know there are people here that need you more than they need your next breath. And God, you sent your son. Father, you sent your son Jesus to come and be a blessing to us. We needed someone with skin on and you sent someone with skin on who came and lived the perfect life because we couldn't. Who gave that perfect life as a, as a penalty for sin. Whose blood has covered over our sin and who has provided for us freedom. And then for three days he was in the earth. But on the third day you raised him from the dead and defeated our final enemy, death. And now you offer us life. And your word says that if we believe in you and if we receive you, that you will adopt us into your very own family and give us a global universal family. And right now we're choosing to believe that. We're believing and receiving that message. If you're here today and you say, you know what, Pastor Mike, I need Jesus in my life, man. I need Jesus in my life. I don't want to go another minute, another second, another day without him. I need him. Or maybe you've been stagnant. It's time for you to repent. And you say, man, I've been stagnant. And the first rock I'm moving is the rock that's preventing me from moving forward in my relationship with God. And I'm choosing to move that by an upraised hand. If you're choosing to do that, raise your hand right now. Break through. There you go. Move rocks all around the building. Rocks are moving. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you. You guys may place your hands down. Everyone within the sound of my voice, we're just going to pray this prayer from your heart to God's. What I love about God is prayer is simply talking to God. You don't have to make it anything more than it is. It's a spiritual conversation between you and God. And it's just simple talking. It's simple petition. And we just simply say, Jesus, I love you. And Jesus, I believe in you. Jesus, I receive you. I receive forgiveness and grace and newness of life. Father, thank you for sending your son to give his life for me. I now choose to receive that and I choose to be adopted into your family. Thank you for signing the adoption papers and thank you for wanting me. Now, teach me to love me and teach me to love you and teach me to love others. Teach me to forgive myself and to forgive others and help me to walk this life one step at a time, one day at a time, knowing that I cannot and will not be perfect, but I am forgiven. And as often as I call upon your name, you will forgive me. It's in Christ's name that I pray. And the church said, amen. 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 Will you give the Lord a hand clap today because he's a good God? Amen.